Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. It is Tuesday, August 24th, and I'm joined with Bailey Yarkey, the Artistic Director for Theater Just Because. Now, Bailey, before I hop into the event that you want to talk about, I always love to kind of hear hear about people's connections to Fort McMurray. So were you born and raised here or did you move here? Uh, I was born here. I was born and lived here for the first uh, nine years of my life. I moved away to South Alberta for a little bit and then came back uh, for university about mm, six years ago now. Seven years, oh my gosh, so long ago now, <laughs> six years ago now. Um, but I've always been in and out. Um, I have family up here, so I've always been, you know, up for summers and weekends and things like that. So I've, I've basically lived here my whole life. Very cool. Part of the RMWB. And now you're the artistic director for Theater Just Because. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And what does that role all entail? Because that just sounds like fun. Yeah, it's it's been really cool. I've, I'm still pretty new to it. I, I started in about in April of this, of, uh, this year here, and it's been really uh, interesting. So my kind of job is to um, choose a lot, like choose and, and facilitate a lot of the programs that we run and, and decide, you know, um, how, what direction we take for those events and, and um, you know, the, the, all the kind of like administrative work that goes with that. So um, planning the, this festival I'm going to talk about here has been kind of my baby the last last couple of months I've been working hard on, on signing up, um, you know, working with the partners that we have and developing uh, all of the different, like, you know, fun things we're going to be doing. So that's kind of been uh, how it's been going so far. I love it. And yeah, the festival that we're going to talk about, Summer Stages Theater Festival. You said this is your baby. Tell us all about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So the Summer Stages Theater Festival is going to be uh, an outdoor family-friendly theater festival taking place August 27th and 28th this year. Uh, it's presented by uh, Theater Just Because, the Alberta Drama Festival Association, and the Public Murray Heritage Society. To, uh, it's a festival that showcases local theater and the performing arts. And then it's over uh, the weekend, Friday and Saturday. So can you kind of break down what's all happening on the Friday? Yeah, absolutely. So on the Friday, we're actually at two different locations uh, with the Heritage uh, Society. So on Friday, we're at the Heritage Shipyard from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, tickets are, are $10 per person for that evening, although all of our tickets will be free for ages 12 and under. Um, it's going to feature a lot of uh, varying performances from local artists, including uh, staged play readings. Um, we have a um, classical dance by the Divine Group of India. Um, we have some performances uh, of uh, a, a play called Post-its, Notes on a Marriage, and then a play reading of a uh, home-written piece called Embrace, written by a local playwright, Ashley Makey. Um, and then at, after the show, we've partnered with Mr. Mike's to uh, offer a 10% discount for a little after party after the performance. 
Very cool. And are all the acts and dance groups and just all the art that is happening uh, throughout the Friday, is that all like kind of local acts from the, from the local area? Yeah, all of our performers uh, are local, uh, and we even have uh, one of our pieces that are being performed is written by a local playwright, so it's going to be a really awesome showcase of the talent that we have in, in the RMWB. Very cool. And can anyone attend these? Like you said, tickets under 12 are free. It's like open to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this uh, Friday night uh, is $10 per person. Again, free or under 12. Anyone is welcome to come. Um yeah, it's going to be really, really awesome. It's open to everyone in the community who wants to join us. It's going to be a really fun time. And then can you break down uh, the Saturday as well? Yeah, absolutely. So our Saturday is um, going to be during the day at the at Heritage Village. So we're going to be switching over uh, to that location. It'll be starting at noon. Uh, tickets will be $20 per person because it gives you not only access to the uh, the performances, but also gives you access to the village for the day. So you can go watch the performances, go take a tour of the of the of Heritage Village, which uh, has been com- like really revamped since the last time I visited a number of years ago. So if you haven't been there in the last few years, like you ought to go because it's, it looks fantastic um and it'll be all outdoor unless it rains it shouldn't uh, fingers crossed it won't but um we have plans if it does um and then it'll be all outdoor performances so you can come bring a blanket bring a couple lawn chairs um uh have a seat uh we'll be having a food truck as well uh from uh jack's barbecue express so you can come have a meal with your family um, and then we'll have a few more performances. So some of our performances from Friday will also be occurring on Saturday in case you can't make it to one of the performances. So we're having um, some performances from the Divine Group of India uh, as well as a performance written, again, a, a different uh, uh, home-written piece called Alexander the Great, According to My Dad, written by a local artist and performed by Zenon uh, Campbell. Uh, and we'll also be having a couple of uh, young improv, improv performers. We're actually, just because of doing a summer camp this week, um, uh, all about improv. So this group of, of young performers will be, are currently working on uh, presenting their improv performances at the festival. Uh, so we'll have lots of really uh, awesome stuff for everyone to do on that Saturday. That's super fun. Apologies if you said this already. Uh, what times are these running from, the Friday and the Saturday? Yeah, so this Friday will be from 7 to 9 p.m. And then from 9 to 12, we'll be having an after party at Mr. Mike's um, uh, where you can get a bit of a discount. And then uh, this this Saturday at Heritage Village, it'll be from 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, so nice, fun afternoon for you and your for uh, you and your and your family, or just you and your and your friends. It'll be a really good time. Yeah, and then to your knowledge, has anything like this happened before? Um, whether it's with theater because or just like any events. Yeah, so this is definitely Portbury's first post-COVID theater festival. Um, but I know in the uh, in the past, the ADSA or the Alberta Drama Festival Association often puts on one act festivals that are um, indoors at, at in spaces like Keanu Theater. Um, and we've uh, in the past had again indoor theater festivals uh, hosted through uh, Suncor and the Center for the Performing Arts, but. To my knowledge, this is the first outdoor theater festival in a number of years, I think probably since Interplay, which was uh, before before my time in terms of living here recently. So this is going to be a really, I think, awesome return to that outdoor theater space that we've kind of been pulling away from in the last you know, few years. Yeah, and, and uh, like moving forward, do you want this to be like a reoccurring thing, like multiple times a year or once a year? Uh, do you have like big plans and whatnot? 
Yes, we're, we're really hoping to continue this outdoor theater festival in some form or another in the future. And we're already working on some pretty big plans on that uh, behind the scenes. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. But we do intend on, on continuing outdoor theater festivals as we go forward. Very cool. Uh, anything else that you want to add that we may not have covered about the, uh, the Summer Stages Theater Festival? Um, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Flint Mining and More. Uh, they've been exceptionally helpful uh, to the whole process. Um, but it's just been—I'm just really excited about it. I, you know, I, I was—you know—because obviously through the summer it's been kind of like, "Whoa, will we, will we be able to do it? Will we be able to make it happen?" And so to actually see it coming to fruition is really. That uh, makes me really happy and excited uh, to be able to hold a festival uh, to celebrate, you know, like being together and um, celebrating art in a way that we haven't been able to do for a long time. So I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone out uh, and joining us for this festival. Bailey Yarkey, the artistic director for the Summer Stages Theatre Festival. Uh, where can we find all the info that we just talked about? Uh, you can get all this information on our website, theaterjustbecause.com slash Summer Stages Festival. It's on our main page. You can go right to there and uh, see it at theaterjustbecause.com. If you go on any of our social media at theaterjustbecause, we've been posting about it like crazy. We have a Facebook event. So uh, take a look at that. Uh, share it with your friends. Really hoping for a, a good turnout to come out and, and see these local performers and artists. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for touching on this and uh, best of luck moving forward with it. Thank you so much. Once again, that was Bailey Yarkey, the artistic director for the Summer Stages Theatre Festival. We'll be right back with more Fort McMurray Matters. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mixed 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mixed 103.7. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Kreitz, and we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. For the second half of uh, Fort McMurray Matters here, I'm going to pass things over to Jaren Vecchio, who got the chance to interview Fort McMurray oil baron Tage Harding, who was drafted by the Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL, and he's actually returning back to the Fort McMurray oil barons. We have that in two parts right here. Tage, first off, I uh, want to appreciate, well, first off, appreciate you taking a couple minutes, and congratulations, third round pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. Maybe just to start off, when you heard your name finally get called, you know, what was what was going through your mind? I honestly, my mind was pretty much blank. It was pretty surreal. Just I had my family over, my grandparents, and they were all just kind of in shock and just super happy. So share it with them was just awesome. Now I know that the Blackhawks have a lot of history. One of the original six teams. Uh, they've pretty much had a dynasty over the last ten years. Three cups in the last, or in the early 2010s, they had three cups. You know, to be drafted by a team of a, a legacy like the Blackhawks, what does that mean? It's, honor, it's a huge honor. Obviously, like watching like Keith Kane, Taze, all those guys growing up. Just I think I could wear that sweater one day. It's just a huge honor, and it's something I'm grateful for. Now, everyone who puts on skates, their dream is to get to the NHL. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people just aren't able to make it to that next step. Some of them, you know, might not even get a chance to play in junior. You've had a great chance to play in AJHL. Did you ever think there was a time where, you know, the NHL was maybe too far away? But did that mind, did that thought ever cross your mind at all? You know, it's always just kind of a dream, right? It's like just something you're always working towards. It's kind of always in the back of your mind. Now, just 
getting drafted and kind of just as my career has progressed, I'm starting to believe in myself more. And I know, like having my, I've had amazing coaches my whole career, and it's an amazing support system. So I always knew it was a possibility, but obviously now it's kind of becoming closer and closer to reality. I'm curious. Right after you got drafted, did you get a call from uh, Stan Bowman, maybe some other uh, individuals with the Blackhawks organization? Yeah, I did. I had a couple people call me. Just some of the guys I had Zoom calls with, and then later that night I had Stan call me. So obviously, just such a cool thing to experience. I was I was pretty pretty in awe. Any players yet? Uh, any of them reach out yet? I had Ian Mitchell reach out, so probably okay. AJHL. Guy. Nice, that's fantastic. Uh, can you just share with our listeners what's like the whole process like? Maybe, obviously, the entire year it'd be kind of hard to put into words, but maybe the few weeks before the draft, when you know you're going to be drafted, you're doing these different types of interviews. How do you get a feel for the draft? What is that process like? Is it a lot of nerves, a lot of you know excitement? Can you just kind of put into words for our listeners? Yeah, well, it's such a unique thing. So obviously that's something you're thinking about your whole life. Like, I still have pictures like Crosby on my wall, like NHL logos on my wall. So to be talking with those teams and those, like, scouts and managers and stuff is just, it's something I can't even put into words. It's just, it's awesome. Like, I really enjoyed the process of the kind of leading up to the draft. And obviously on draft day was kind of just a dream come true. It must have been uh, a fantastic feeling to have so many uh, NHL teams know who you are uh, and, you know, express interest in drafting you. It was honestly. It was I so much like thanks to my teammates and stuff this year because it's, without a good team, without like a good core group of guys, like you can't. No one can really do that. Like even though it drafts kind of individual success, it was kind of just the team was able to push me to get to that level. We'll be back for the second part of that interview with Tage Harding of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons and Jaron Vecchio, our news director. Right after this. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7. Hey, good afternoon. Happy Tuesday, August 24th. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. Going to pass things over to Jaron Vecchio, our news director, uh, for part two of his interview with Tage Harding, Fort McMurray Oil Baron. Now, I'm curious, uh, how do you uh, classify yourself as? A two-way defender, defensive defender, a little bit of offense in there. Uh, obviously, for those who don't know, you're a big boy, six foot seven. Uh, I've seen you on the ice a few times. You're pretty towering out there. So what yeah. kind of defenseman do you uh, maybe uh, consider yourself? And is there a player in the league that you kind of mold your game after? Yeah, I'd say I'm definitely more defensively minded, but I, I think I'd consider myself a two-way defenseman just able to create offense with my shot but definitely my own zone is where I kind of strive and really take a lot of pride in and then for a player I like to model myself after the couple the one big one's Jamie Lefciak just on Dallas just I know guys dread playing him he's just a force out there and also just a good guy just went to college road as well so he's definitely a guy I look up to I'm curious uh have you had a chance to uh, maybe try some slap shot competitions? It seems like all the guys who are doing it in the NHL are, you know, 6'5 plus. You get the odd one like Stamkos, who's like six foot, but he's a freak of nature. But uh, have you had a chance to, you know, see how fast your slap shot is and maybe one day be able to uh, go into one of those competitions? I haven't any time in the near future. I mean, or in the, like, the past couple of weeks, I haven't, or not weeks, sorry. Like, I haven't done one of those since I was in probably Adam, so I honestly have no gauge <laughs> where it's at. 
No, bro, no worries. I'm sure uh, just your size itself, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who don't want to get in front of your shot. Um, before I let you go, can you just kind of talk about your experience playing here in Fort McMurray? I believe you're from St. Albert. Uh, I know that there's always this one pre-deception that you know when you come out to Fort McMurray it's uh this a lot of people don't have a lot of good thoughts when they come up to Fort Mac even when they experience it here it seems like a lot of people their mind changes rather quickly and I would like to yeah. say up here we do have a lot of you know a really beloved hockey community you know what was your experience when you first came up here and you know how maybe you've grown as a player uh being a part of the mob oh it's unreal it's a pretty big city but it feels small like you feel like you know all your faces like like, with the first year, especially without COVID, like, signing autographs, like, skating with younger kids, like, all that stuff's just super grateful for. To have, like, little you know, younger guys look up to you, just... And obviously, like, I've heard some stories of playoff runs where the fans are just crazy and kind of like that sixth player, so... Definitely a unique experience and just really something I'm grateful for. The first oil baron to be drafted since Colton Pareko. That must be a... <laughs> that must be a nice sentence to hear. It is, but that's key someone I look up to greatly, like... Amazing guy, and even like just also a great player. So he's definitely a guy. If I could even follow slightly in his footsteps, I'm something to be proud of. All right. Well, uh, Tage, before I let you go, one last question for those who you know they're some of your biggest fans here in the community, and you know they're just starting out their hockey careers. Maybe they're in Bantam A. They're a part of the Oil or the uh, the Oil Barons Junior organization. What's the best advice that uh, you have for them? for wanting to continue their, you know, their dream and potentially one day get drafted? I guess it's kind of cliche, but it's honestly just work hard and have fun. Just It's such a such a gift to be able to play hockey and just you want to do that as long as possible. So that's kind of what my focus is right now, to play the game I love, work hard towards it, and just whatever happens, happens. All right. Well, uh, Tage, first off, again, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes, and congratulations. I uh, look forward to seeing you one day play for the Blackhawks, one day scoring there in uh, in Chicago, and just seeing all the away fans get upset when the Fratellis start playing their goal song. It pisses everybody off. Thank you. I appreciate that. Once again, that was our news director, Jaron Vecchio, and Fort McMurray oil baron, Tage Harding, who got drafted in the NHL to uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. It's going to do it today for Fort McMurray Matters. Thank you so much for tuning in. It happens every Monday through Friday, right at noon. I'm Sean Kreitz. Talk to you later. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix103.7.